2: You're listening to the sports adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
2: I mean it's easy. You just go, hello fellow white. Um, I'm out here doing a uh, show out here and mm-hmm. you know as a fellow white you would understand you know right. when a white man needs to conduct business that it needs to be uh it's of the utmost importance as you understand as a fellow white <laughs> okay and then All right. and then okay. they'll be like how you doing fellow white oh man we appreciate you coming to us that, as a fellow white man that is as how we know, gre-
0: that is how we greet each other yes
2: as you know we are white um and <laughs> we would definitely pause our shooting our weapons which is our god-given right as you would know as a fellow white man um but we understand that business needs to be conducted in a whitely fashion so we will honor your request to stop shooting our said guns which was given to us by our four whites um as the, the second amendment has deemed us to uh and we appreciate the candor of another white man to address me a fellow white man um to conduct this here conversation as white men and then you do your white man handshake which Uh is the you know you your arm out um, and then you go back to conduct your business
0: Um, I mean wow you nailed it Mm -hmm. that is how we talk amongst ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, let's get let's get Russ in here it is going to be an issue, like if <laughs> uh, if the neighbors are out shooting target practice every Wednesday night. I texted my dad because I do this at my dad's house, like you know. I mean, we don't have anything like this around where we live, and my you do dad. Where I live, my dad. Okay, all right. <laughs> really, <laughs> but my dad doesn't live out in the country. We went over this. My dad lives in a suburb and like, but there is some kind of somewhat nearby farmland, acreage, cornfield, whatever you want to call it. And I guess that's where people shoot. I asked my dad, it's like, I texted him like, does this just happen every Wednesday night or something? And he goes, no, it's kind of unpredictable. But apparently the county that we live in is going to pass an ordinance that bans this very soon.
2: They should. They should.
0: I am all for if people want to harmlessly shoot their guns, you know, out where it doesn't affect anybody, that doesn't bother me, but you're, you're right. Your property butts up against the neighborhood. Nobody wants yeah, to I do that.
2: I mean, they got to prepare for uh, the incoming war, you know, the, oh, yeah. The, yeah, they're going to be a part of the uh, militia, so they got to be prepared when, uh, <laughs>
0: okay. All right. You know, well, you're really on one today, huh? <laughs> you're you're really coming for the whites today? <laughs> what? I just had I just explained how
2: respectful conversation between fellow whites happened.
0: I love that Russ was like when I was texting you and Russ about you know the gunshots in the background. Where I'm like, that's not going to be good for the background of a podcast. Hmm. Russ is like, well, just go tell just go tell him to knock it off. <laughs> I don't talk. I don't. I don't conf- I don't talk to somebody like that at Jewel. Let alone somebody that's got an an active gun in their hand that they've been shooting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh,
2: <sighs> I I I don't I don't know. I never had a conversation to ask somebody to please stop shooting your gun. Um <laughs> either of I. <laughs> I just when I the guns are out and the guns are around, I tend to go the opposite direction.
0: Yeah. But I I don't know what you're supposed to do when it's at your house. Like, what if you're trying to watch TV or I don't know? I don't know, man. I'm going to have to find somewhere else to do this if this is a recurring problem. You don't seem like you're hearing it in the background, so that's good. No,
2: no. I mean, it'd be fun and funny if the listeners could uh, hear it because I, it'd be kind of like we're doing those things. It's kind of like we're doing a podcast music video, you know, where, you know, a rap music video where you hear the guns in the background, but then we got these fire bars or these fire takes coming off, you know. To the sounds of the uh, uh of the beat of the drum you feel me you know boom 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 bo- boom you know you understand me <laughs> no i don't but that's fine
0: <laughs> i kind of forgot that urban dictionary was still out there even though that is what i have often used to look things up <laughs> i ever- i don't know i look things up on there but i don't necessarily assume that it's a credible reliable source of actual information when I don't know what a word or phrase means, but I (laughs) usually find, I usually find the urban dictionary descriptions and entries funny. Even if it, even if I can't a hundred percent trust that this is a reliable source to teach me this information, I know that the dictionary entries in there will be funny to me.
1: And also filthy.
0: There he is. There he's back. The only
2: thing you really need unless you don't know what a slang term is is urban dictionary is to check if your name means you're a thought or not um I think anthony qualifies in on the urban dictionary as uh a thought uh name what does that I or, think. Ho, or or ho
1: that's what that means jason
0: I knew oh. jason would know what the thought Why would, is why would his name be that
2: I don't know it's just what urban dictionary okay. says I think I'm not a hundred percent sure but I think uh, Anthony is, but it, you make sure you check out what Jason means in, in the Urban Dictionary to see if uh, All you right. know, you're you're out here being you know well, that hole over there. I happen to have my old Google machine right here. It he goes. There I'm we go. I'm glad bro. you asked. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. wow. I mean, Tone, you could do some producing, but it's okay. We'll have Russ do it. I mean,
2: I, yeah, I could, but you know, he's already on it. All right,
0: yo, Jason is a
1: sarcastic person. They got that part right. What? Mm. Really? Does it really <laughs> say that? Yes, word for word. Jason is a sarcastic person, but when you get to know him, he will talk and joke around with you. How about that? Hey. I feel like that's what you wrote.
0: What you wrote in my last birthday card? Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) I I also created. uh, I've also created that that uh, Urban Dictionary post about you. Oh, they got that right. Thank you. They got that. All right. That's a pretty good description of you.
2: That's really good.
0: Russ, is your actual advice that I go tell my dad's gun shooting neighbors to stop shooting those guns because I got a podcast to do? Yes. You're, you're picturing that going over well. I picture you.
1: I know you're not a real one like that where you, you don't like confrontation. I am right? not a real one. Like I that. I know I know that about you as my longtime friend. But go over there. They out there shooting their old guns. You go over there. Boom! 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 Hey! Hey! Cut all that noise out. Oh. <laughs> My bad, my bad dog. That's what they're gonna say. That's how they're gonna respond. Okay. Uh, because the, the reply you gave was, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And the reply I gave was, you know the whites don't shoot the whites. <laughs> I would now, like Now, for... if Tone goes over there,
0: slow singing I... and flower bringing. I, I would like for no one to get shot, including me. Especially, I'm not, I, I'm not taking chances over there.
1: Uh, you do Brush need you. to find a new location to record if that's the
0: case. Well, you are correct. Because we're two weeks in a row on this? Yes. Not previously. It must be because the weather's getting warm. I guess that's gun shooting weather uh, (laughs) around these parts. That reminds me, by the way, Russ, I wanted to ask you, do you you consider, before I go down this path with you, do you consider (sighs) Oklahoma part of the South? Like, do you feel like you went to the South to go to school?
1: No, that's, I think, I've always been... I'm like, I think that's like the plain states. Like I think there's a divider. Like uh Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, plain states. Like okay. the Great Plains, etc. The Ozarks, all that's good shit. Uh the South to me is your Alabamas, your Mississippi's, your Louisiana's. I'll even throw, you know, Georgia, I'll th- even throw the Texas in there a little the bit. Yeah. Usually the Southeast is the South to me. Okay.
0: I think of Texas as kind of, I think, I kind of think of it like you do, like the Southeast when I say the South. Yeah. But I do, but I do think that Oklahoma is kind of country and would be a much different culture than where you grew up. And I just was wondering, because it probably has some commonality between that and the South, is that both of us grew up here in Chicago and then went to a totally different part of the country and a totally different environment for school. And I was wondering if you encountered a lot of things down there that would just, bizarre to you from um. having grown up in Chicago, like just as a, just as one example, uh, for me, I spent, I went to school in new Orleans and, and that is its own thing. That is not necessarily part of like what you think of as quote unquote the South, but my wife is from rural Louisiana. So I have yeah. been to the South, but just one thing off the top of my head this actually is in both places that I thought was just bizarre and had never even thought of or seen before is people eating crawfish. Like, I just thought that was the weirdest thing. Makes your hands smell for three days. Everybody's got some remedy to get that smell off that doesn't work. Like, rub salt on it, rub lemon. Whatever you do to it, it doesn't work. And I'm just wondering how, if there's anything like that that you experienced going from suburban Chicago to Oklahoma for, for school. I think I was, like, fine. I think what
1: there, – there was no real culture shock for me. Because it's the benefit of traveling and like seeing a lot of the world before you even get to college. I think the thing that was wild to me was that when I was down there and I had started like going out, taking girls on dates down there, there was like the shock that I was like dating girls that weren't just black girls, like everybody. Mm. And like that was so wild, like because you're in this bubble of you only date people that look like you. And I'm like, that's the dumbest shit in the world um but it's part of living here where there's so many different people groups i don't that was not like my life um nor is that how my my parents thought like oh don't bring no girl that don't look like you home and all this you know um although that was while i also noticed that there was a lot of closed-minded thinkers down there now i know that's not everybody but being big city Russ coming down to oklahoma
0: that's am me that's not what you called yourself, does No,
1: no, 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 no. Okay, that's how they right. viewed me. They viewed me as Big okay. City Russ.
2: Oh no, okay. I need this character. I need Big City Russ <laughs> to have that. I'm come a squeaky <laughs> being, please. Thank you.
0: Uh, every, everywhere he goes, he's comparing it to Chicago. Well, we walk like this in Chicago when it's cold. City of Big Shoulders, you know. <laughs>
1: you gotta have your shoulders popping up and down when you walk. But uh no, like I think for me, there was some stuff that I thought were just normal. That people who weren't from Chicago or, de- or live down there were just like, wow, that's some liberal thinking. But I yeah. thought it was like, you're very just closed minded and not open to the world around you.
0: I certainly ran into some of that, especially in rural Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are good points. I was thinking more uh, more harmless things. Oh, <laughs> like, my bad. Like, no, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. That's it's a fine place to take it. Um but like okra, for example, is something I really like now that I, I didn't think I even knew what it was as a kid. I don't think I could have drawn you a picture of an okra. Um, but another thing I noticed down there that was very surprising to me, and this would probably be true in Oklahoma, I would guess, mm-hmm. is that just everybody carries a knife, like at all times. Everyone's always got a knife on them, like a utility knife.
1: Uh, I, could, I, I think I saw a lot of that.
0: I think I saw like a part, lot of that. It's like
1: part of getting dressed.
0: In some parts if, of the country. If, if
1: you want something that's harmless, so when I was down there, I was down there for like some Easter's and some things like that when I didn't go back home. And for all special occasions, I don't care what it is. There's always two things guaranteed that they have in Oklahoma at dinners, and that is ham and deviled eggs. Wow. OK. Always every Sunday dinner, big event, holiday ham guaranteed. Deviled eggs, guaranteed. And honestly, I come from a deviled egg family and a ham family,
0: and both of those things were quite all right with me. I was sure you were going to say hat and boots, no. as like as like things you had to wear for family events or something. And I and you do see people in the South, at least in Louisiana, where I was, they all wear boots, like like leather boots. It goes with any outfit. You can wear it to work. You can wear it to church. You can wear it to do yard work. But your, you know, your observations are a little like, a little more deep level, and I am interested in some of that. How long did it take you to feel comfortable in Arizona, or did you? I mean, in Oklahoma, or did you ever? Um, I guess it's how you define
1: comfortable. Like I knew from the moment that I got down there that I am never gonna move down here, right? Like that's just not the world I wanted to like live in.
0: Yeah. Um, you weren't, you didn't see yourself staying there. Yeah.
1: Where but there was you a did, lot, of, you
0: were going to be there for a few years at least. Yeah. So it's just like,
1: I, I, this is the choice i made to come down here. So like, let me figure out my group of friends and people who are like-minded, but like open-minded want to grow, et cetera, et cetera, at a school where there was a lot of those closed minded people, right? Like that's, that was the reality of it. Like I was around that, not just because I was in Oklahoma, but because a lot of the people that went to my school were some of those closed minded people. And so, uh, I think it took me, I got, I got, I feel like I got lucky with my friend group down there. And and it's something we've talked about on the pod. Like, I think I can make, do a good job of selecting friends, good friends, like quality friends. And a lot of the friends that I made there, I'm still friends with to this day, right? Like they're not some people that, well, I was friends with then. And then I've not talked to them since. Mm. So, as far to answer long story short and to answer your question, maybe a three, four months or so to like really be like, "All right, this is my new reality now, but like, I don't think I ever got like, nah you know i could I could make this work
0: <laughs> I'm home, no <laughs> well, most people don't go off to school expecting that I did i mean I didn't go I'm sorry, I should say I didn't go to New Orleans expecting that, but it it happened right. Living there, I just fell in love with the place. It's it's not a college town. It's a lot different than Champaign or Ames, Iowa or Stillwater or whatever. Uh, You were in Tulsa, or are you in Tulsa, right? Yeah, yeah. so an hour and a half away from Stillwater and two and a half away from Norman, more or less. But most people view college as temporary. But I mean, temporary, it's still at least four years. Yeah. Like it's still, and you live there most of the year. You got to find a way to make it work for you.
1: And there's a lot of like growth that happens in those four years. Like I look at the person I was bright eyed, bushy tail, eight year, 18 year old. And I leave as a new freshly 22 year old like completely different in mindset, completely different in how I view the world, f- f- physically completely different. Right. Like I didn't look anything like I did when I walked on campus when I graduated. Like, um, because you so lost physical 100 pounds yeah yes physical transformation all that stuff um and so like yeah i I think the 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 place that you do that is always going to be important to you like i still care a lot about tulsa because it's where i really grew as a person Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons um but yeah i i think the the comfort level part of it is it's an interesting question because i don't know if i've always if i really sat down and thought like oh was i comfortable at that school I went, but maybe I never really got comfortable. Maybe I didn't want to get comfortable there. Wow, now we're really getting
0: somewhere.
2: <laughs>
1: Big brain stuff.
0: Now, now we're doing therapy on you. <laughs> and, and tell us about uh, your relationship with your mother, Russ. Oh, it's great. Uh, that's Love what Mom. we're going. That's <laughs> that's the path we're going down here. I th- I think you're right though that everybody romanticizes the place they went to school. Yeah, and so. You know, when I throw those places out there like Ames, Iowa or Champaign, Illinois, if you went to college there, you probably think that's an amazing place or Gainesville, Florida or wherever. Sometimes you actually go to school in an amazing place. I mean, I think if you if you go to school in L.A. or if you went to University of Chicago or something like that, you are in an amazing area. But everybody romanticizes the place they went to school a little bit.
1: And I have, and we talked about this when ORU was in the tournament the first time, like a couple years ago. And like, I have this, I, some people will call it love-hate, but I call it a hate-hate relationship with ORU, okay. where like, I don't necessarily love that school. I actually don't like that school at all for a lot of the ideals, et cetera. Uh, have a lot of people that I love that went there. A lot of the people that I love that work there currently. Um, I found my career at that school. But I don't necessarily like people have this this uh, tie to, you know, Illinois or Michigan, Michigan State or uh, whatever. And I really kind of don't have that because I don't have that lovey dovey feeling that romantic romanticize. I don't know how to romanticize. (laughs) Yeah, I I was going somewhere. Uh, I don't have the ability to romanticize my school like other people um, because I just don't feel that way about my school.
2: My school doesn't even exist anymore, so you know,
1: the Illinois, Illinois Media School not a thing anymore.
2: Nah, nah, I went to Robert Morris. Nah, uh, and they uh shut that one down.
1: Robert Morris folded for real,
2: yeah, yeah. The Robert Morris of Chicago is not a thing anymore.
0: You guys really can't hear those gunshots in the background? All right, I hear them, them now. Okay, All right. it's getting darker as we record this, so hopefully, we'll that'll fade as we I'm glad go. you're. I'm glad you're in the basement. Because <laughs> I'm safe.
1: Yes. <laughs> they letting that thing off. Jesus. <laughs> uh,
0: Is your dad my... upstairs? No, no. He's uh, somewhere else safe, apparently. With pizza. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing tonight. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. We are going to try to proceed through the show as uh, my dad's neighbor's Shoot their guns off in a field nearby, in the uh, in the adjacent to the sports adjacent recording. Uh, my co-host Russ Dorsey, a real one, is here. The last time I got called a real one, it was because I uh, let someone who was behind me at work take the the last good parking spot. They were behind me. I came up to it. I saw that there was a woman behind me and i just like rolled down my window and pointed at the spot and kept driving and then i found out later it was one of the news people that i know and she was like you're a real one for giving me that parking spot there that you is go. The, probably the only time anyone has ever called me that and yes. you were you were i can confirm let's defi- confirm okay that so you that, were a real one so, in that situation all right i'm going to need some more definition on this later but we also have tony gill producing and tony gill is brought to you the wonderful listeners by sheets and giggles you you can go to sheetsgiggles.com S-A. That's our link, our link for you to get 23% off everything there. And maybe you didn't listen to us about doing that for Mother's Day. The good news is that Mother's Day is always followed by Father's Day. So you have some time still. You now have a chance to at least do it right for your dad and get 23% off everything there. Please get your dad the sheet set. The silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus, perfect for summertime sheet set. Um, so I put my name into Urban Dictionary. Okay. All right. And then
1: I got tones here too. All right. Russell. Uh, (laughs) Russell is someone that you will never regret meeting. It's like a best friend, but more. Did you write that too? I did not. These are all here. It's right here. (laughs) Okay. All right. I guess you could say he's a soulmate. He's a person in the world that gets you better than anyone else. Somebody who makes you better. Physically and emotionally. Wow, he's someone your, you will it carry physically. That is—that's what it said. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> he's someone that you will carry with you forever. If you fall in love with a guy named Russell, make sure you fall hard so he
2: can pick you up.
0: How about that? Okay.
2: And you will put them back down.
0: All right. All
2: right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not, don't do that. Don't Does do that.
0: anybody who calls you Russell?
1: Um, uh, my mother. Uh, it's usually, I think we've talked about this. My mom does, uh, every time,
0: all the time that she only addresses, not all the time, but she does it more than most. Mm -hmm. Okay, my Mm
1: -hmm. brother calls me Russell. Uh, and when I meet people for the first time, I introduce myself as Russell, I don't go off Russ necessarily off first rip, but then after that, it's Russ. Uh, and then usually, women. Say my whole name, mm-hmm. as opposed to men who usually call me Russ, offer it. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Russell Russell sounds, this is probably true for any name that's, that you can do the short version of, Russell sounds more sophisticated. Formal. Yeah, more it, like elegant and sophisticated, and Russ sounds more like a normal guy name.
2: Every, yeah. every Russell I know is either a hardcore smoker or a hardcore drinker, except for you, Russ. Oh of my dark, god. With a raspy oh, voice. No. And uh <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I don't just I don't know.
0: It'd be funny if Russ was short for like Rustopher or something if it wasn't short for Russell. Not Rustopher. When you write will
2: you write your book, are you going to go Russell I don't even know what your middle name is. Uh Robert. Robert. Yeah. Uh, RR Dorsey? Are you, you going to um, go RR Dorsey? I'd probably go Russell R. Dorsey. Okay. Russell R. Dorsey. Yeah,
1: um, I got Tony's here. Okay, please do. When you're just prepare yourself. I'm gonna read a sentence. This it's a long one, but I'm gonna read the sentence
0: here. Okay, all right. He's a weird person. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Is did you? Is it Tony or Anthony? Did they listen? This is Anthony. Anthony. Okay, all right. Thank you. He's a
1: weird person. Bingo. (laughs) <laughs> check check like, bullseye. bullseye ding ding yes well, yeah. how do we go three for three he likes to make jokes around his friends but he will always come by and spend time with everyone. you and your friends but you could tell he gets bored sometimes he has a great smile uh, if you fall for you That's will true. fall in love with Anthony I promise you that but okay. this one certain Anthony uh, blah 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 yeah, I'm not finishing that sentence. Okay.
0: Um <laughs> let's see let's see about Tony though.
1: Let's okay. see what Tony says. Most
0: of that was true. I I do I the mm-hmm. only part of it I objected to as far as being accurate for tone was the part about he'll kind of get bored while he's talking to you. That doesn't seem yeah. to happen to him. He is as much as anyone I know a very engaged listener in conversation. Okay. You do a good uh, job. You're a very good mm-hmm. friend to talk to.
1: Tony has a great sense of humor. He's real and a person you can trust. Makes everyone feel happy, uh, and doesn't bring negative energy.
0: There's uh, an
1: there I'm not sure about. Tony can be antisocial at times. People tend to call him weird. Yes. Tony is a lovable person and will never cross you due to his big heart. Also I think that's true. True.
0: I think that last part was true. Yeah, hmm, pretty accurate. Trustworthy, I would say on the uh, important things, not quite as trustworthy on the superficial, like completely <laughs> not trustworthy about um, telling you a time that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like some of the, the calculus I'm always having to do on the fly with my wife for us, where it's like I'm the only one in my house who operates on actual time. Right. <laughs> the actual time in the actual minutes and the actual times a day. Everyone else, I got to be running constant conversions in my mind. So when my wife says, uh, this will be ready, dinner will be ready in 15 minutes, I know that probably mm, 28 minutes, okay, or, or 35 minutes, depending on how things are going, like constantly running. And Tony's the same way where, like, if I'm meeting some, Tony somewhere or Tony says he's going to send us the invite to get on StreamYard at a certain time, I know, you know, it's not always the same conversion. Like, like today when he said 7.30, I knew, okay, it'll probably be close to 7.30, it might be 735, something yes. like that. If he's mm-hmm. in the car, then you add more time. Like if he says, oh, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes, then it's probably more like 20. That's fair, Tone. That's fair. No, I did not disagree. You're trustworthy <laughs> about the important <laughs> There's a lot of nodding. You are very trustworthy about the important things.
2: Yes. Yes, you have to. I'm a man of integrity. All the important things must be taken seriously.
0: Yes. Like Sheets and Giggles. And make sure you go yes. to sheetsgiggles.com to get 23% off. Sports Adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get our offer with promo code ADJACENT1000. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back up to $1,000 if you don't win. Just go to BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, promo code ADJACENT1000. So I'm a little bit hung up on this whole a real one thing, which is what you've listed as your official title on our platform here, Russ. Um, How is it that I am a real one if I go confront the gun-shooting neighbors, but also a real one if I just give my parking spot to someone else? I mean... That's a wide umbrella if both of those things are covered in that description. I mean, words have multiple meanings, Jason. Okay, but help me navigate it here. Help help me navigate it here. In some ways, it sounds like you're saying I am, in fact a real one and in other ways I'm not. For example, Tony always talks about his uh, his cartoon show that he likes with uh, uh, Goku and he says real ones know mm-hmm. and I don't know therefore not a real one. In that case. Mm-hmm. Okay, so case by case basis. I got it. somebody okay. pulls up on you and your wife and starts to static,
1: you're not a real one. Like I don't expect you yeah. to throw hands in that situation so you're not a real one. And they'll but, probably be able to sniff
0: that out very quickly. A uh, 100%.
1: Right, because,
0: because Because Russ, they probably are a real one. They probably are, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's usually how it goes. That's usually how catch, it goes. I'm catching on. Why are you laughing, it, Tone? I'm, I'm getting it. Mm. This is how people learn, Tone, okay? The first time you do a math test, the first time you do an algebra test, you don't score 100 on it, okay? Mm-hmm. You score like 70% or 60%, and you're like, okay, I got some learning mm-hmm. to do. That's true. This is the learning part. Go on, Professor. All right, and so in that case of you giving
1: up your parking spot for the young lady that was behind you you were in
0: that case a real one by being like courteous and thoughtful yeah okay all right and you have listed yourself as a real one based on mine mine doesn't need to be explained mine doesn't need to be explained well to me it kind of seems like it needs to be explained to me probably everyone else is getting Mm -hmm. it but uh, based on which factors are you are you declaring yourself a real one no, I can't do does that. Does a real one, in fact, declare himself a real one, or does a real one need other people to say it about him? It's, mm. it's like it's like Tone
1: said, real ones know.
0: Okay. That's Can why I, it doesn't need to be explained. I can't, I can't dispute that. And Tone is a real one or not a real one, or? Tone's a real one.
2: Oh, I'm a real one. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you and Tony are real ones with no qualifiers. Yeah. I'm a real one on a case-by-case basis.
2: Yes. Until proven otherwise.
0: You you had to be explained what the phrase meant, so yes. What until what,
1: further
2: notice. What has the big homie said about you?
0: Nothing. Ah. Unless the big homie is Lawrence. That says a lot. That says a lot though. Okay.
2: All right. Next time you go on Lawrence's show, ask him if you're a real one. Cause I would say Lawrence would qualify as a big homie. Um in, in the Chicagoland area. He's mine. He's my no, So our, i feel he, like
0: in our sphere he is
2: so if, next time you're on his radio show with dan bernstein and ask him is dan a real one i think that'll be a good good debate if, is dan bernstein while i'm there too uh, a real one
0: okay oh we should do a list chicago real ones
2: oh yeah
0: that might help me uh like Ooh, to know who else a is a real one, one. who are like, the real ones in chicago oh, Okay, for example, this is not a name that everyone knows, but he has been on our podcast, and we've discussed him plenty, and you guys have both met him. Is my brother Jake a real one? Hmm. hmm. Don't is know. Jake a real? One? Jake is not. I can tell you, Jake is not going and confronting the gun. He's, he'd be very mad and annoyed, and he'd be he'd be like really you know letting it rip in the house, our house. But he would not go confront the gun shooting neighbors. Hmm. So, is he or is he not a real one? we got, so his, we
2: gotta ask a couple life questions you gotta ask that's, a couple
0: because I, I think you would know better than Tony and I would
1: based off the information that you have if he's a okay. real one or not okay I mean I could answer for him I know him but if he's like you in the he is not con- is he he's not confrontational that what it sounds like
0: he is probably more confrontational than and you more are. equipped to handle confrontation and be uh more of a fight and less of a flight. Okay. But, okay. but he is also of my like mind of we're getting out of here without any kind of arrest or bruises to our faces.
1: I sense real one traits here. We just got to do some more digging. Okay. All right. Maybe it this is be a new
0: segment. Maybe we bring somebody on and, and, who is a real and five minutes of finding out. We're just investigating. Are you a real one? Are you a real mm-hmm. one? A real I,
2: one? Think, I think that's a great segment. Yeah. That's a, we'll, I, start, I definitely, we'll start
0: with Mark Potash.
2: Yes, Mark Potash, uh, Dion Miller. Dion definitely a real one. Women are real uh, ones too. That is yes, that it's
0: it's, oh, it's, it's, yeah. g- oh, yeah. it's inclusive. Okay, all right, gender neutral mm-hmm. whole shebang. Okay, not I mean not everything is so I didn't know. Mm-hmm. No, that is okay. The Good art so of being Thank a real you. one right. is gender neutral. Okay. Now you got me wondering if my wife is a real one. I have a lot of things. She's she's more of forward. a real one than you are. I'll tell well, you that right that, now. That is probably true. <laughs> oh man that's funny are you a real one that'd be a good segment tony you need to work on some imaging for that. you
1: do yeah tony get on that, that that's <laughs> a, gotta, that's
0: that might be a staple we got that would be like i don't want to do it got sponsor. we, we could we, be we're not going to do it we with could. a guest we're not going to do it we're not going to we need someone that will come on to only do that and then leave and it has to be someone that is in question. Mm. Someone that's not obvious. Like, mm. even knowing so little about how this is defined, I'm pretty sure Ken Davis is a real one. Yes.
1: yes. I know Ken's upbringing, too.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other part. I know and, how Ken, and, he, Ken and, grew up with him. And it upsets you, but I'm pretty sure Patsy would be like a first ballot real one. What are Patsy's qualifications? It moments. doesn't upset me. I'm, it just makes me laugh. A thousand percent fearless, not scared of anything, ready for confrontation uh, at a moment's notice. That's a real notice. one trait. And uh, likely will not be defeated in that confrontation. Yo, Potty be having to smoke for people. That's real one traits. He has the smoke for him, And when they don't like it, he he is ready to tell them why it's true anyway. You know what? You know what? Zero is crazy. I'm Tell to put this part into.
1: I've seen Jason in his element be a real one. Oh, okay. Like Jason used to pull up on Matt Nagy in the press conference. Oh, stop with that. That counts. <laughs> no, no, no. no and let me explain it to you. Because there's a lot. Any Jason, that done, the cashier at yes, doing a no, nice job bagging Jason, groceries. You gotta Jason, you got to listen to me. Jason is not. Because listen to me. There's a lot of people that do our job that
0: would never ask the questions that you ask. And never want to ask the questions that you ask. I was one of those people when I was starting out. It takes a while. It takes a while to become a real one. The first head coach that I ever covered when I was 22 was Nick Saban, head coach of the Dolphins. And real one. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) Thank you, Tone. And if I I don't think I would have admitted this at the time, or even maybe within 10 years of that time, but I can admit now looking back on that, uh, I was overmatched. That was uh, me getting, blown out by 20 every night in those press conferences. I was not ready at 22 for Nick Saban.
2: Got Man, there eventually. Get his backbone out by Nick Saban.
0: Oh. and That that was not how I phrased it, Tony.
2: <laughs> you said you were getting blown out. So, you know.
0: It's not like I yelled, blow me out, bro, or something like that. <laughs>
1: Guilty. Guilty. You didn't say it on a national show like I did. <laughs> right. right. And they have it written on a board in our green room.
2: I gotta find that clip. We gotta. And it just says Russ.
0: I, I I might have it on my phone. You know the <laughs> one. Me out, bro. The Crazy. one honest. The one honest thing that I only covered Nick Saban for that one season. That was his last season in the NFL before he went to Bama. The one honest thing that that guy did while I was covering him was a few of us from South Florida went to his introductory press conference in Alabama right at the end of that season. And they did not want the South Florida media wrecking his big celebratory Alabama introductory press conference. So he sent a guy to me and Alex Marvez and Jeff Darlington and said, Hey, Nick saw you guys here. And he said, If you will do him a favor by not asking any questions during this press conference. (laughs) He will meet with you in his office and talk to you for as long as you want and answer every single question. And we kind of look at each other and we're all like, it's very competitive down there too. So we're definitely not, you know, allies in this setting. And we're all kind of like, I guess we're just going to like take the deal and hold our breath. Yeah. And to his credit, Nick Saban came through, like made good on his end of the deal. And we sat in his office for like an hour after that.
2: That's a that's a real, real one, real? That's, because he.
0: <laughs> there's a real. Lot, like, there's a lot of coaches that were
2: like, "All right, got them off my back. I'm yep out of this joint. Yep, mm-hmm. got, yep. Got, <laughs> got him. Yep, got him. Yes. But yeah, I mean, the, to be perfectly honest, the way he left Miami, where he told reporters, "I'm not leaving to go to my Alabama. I'm not leaving to go to Alabama," and then leaves. That's not a real one move. That's not a real me to one say? move. You
0: want me to say it? You need me to say it? Fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the Alabama coach.
2: Yeah. Uh that was a that was a lie. Real ones don't lie. They accept the consequences of telling the truth. Um, no matter what the cost it would be to you. Uh but he made up a little bit, and I think he's made up since about being a real one. Um by just being honest, like, hey, I I, I would not like to ruin this moment, uh, but I will take my personal time to answer as many questions as as, as need be. So that's an example. I'm gonna have to learn how yeah, to ask. Do we them get them Ryan Poles on to answer? Is he if he's a real one? And that's the only <laughs> question we have.
1: Ryan, uh, we they appreciate the time. Are you a real one? Okay. And what if he was like, shit? Um, I I mean, I was part of the the
2: group. That or Pat Mahomes. Real. Or one. you both, both when both of you guys are meeting up with these people, um, just say, just bring out your quarter and you ask them only one question: Are they a real one? and then have them answer that and then we'll make a <laughs> either have a one a week one where this is oh. Carl I love uh, that when Cody Bellinger answering if 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 no, he's a real good. one. We should do this. You know, imagine
1: do Jason this. in a scrum with Justin Fields is like Justin, look, word around town, you know, from people that I've talked to is that you're a real one. Can you confirm that? And that just be- let him go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. would be a and weird, you know what? And you know what's that would be funny? A answer. That, that, he was answer that. He's a hundred percent going to answer that.
0: Yes, give you a 100%. full answer.
1: He might not answer another one of your questions all year. He'll answer that.
0: <laughs> I like. We we, should, we need to continue this staff meeting about this future segment because yes. I think we should do this. But I like I like Tony's idea more of like using the. I don't know what you want to call it, secret access or whatever that you get. Because you know about this, Russ. Like, you know, you're in a clubhouse or, or more likely you're like you're at the owner's meetings or something mm-hmm, where you can, mm-hmm. you can kind of pull. The situations where you can pull someone aside and ask them the things you really want to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what Tony wants me to, like, you have to be in position to get that, okay? <laughs> like anybody, and I don't say this to be um, superior or anything. This is just the facts of how these jobs work. Anybody, any intern can come to a press conference and ask a question if they're all you have to do is just be like have enough guts to ask a question into a microphone and you'll be all right. You have to really be in the job and make connections and know what you're doing to get that kind of off to the side access where you, you're nodding along. Uh, I have to describe what you're doing because it's a podcast. So, like, Tony wants me to use that hard earned credibility and access yes. Yes. To just pull someone aside, like like go down to Alabama Pro Day where Ryan Poles is scouting future players for the Bears, and mm-hmm. and flag him down and be like, Hey, Ryan, I need to talk to you about something before you go. Just need a couple of minutes. Okay, sure. Yeah. One thing, real quick. Are you a real one? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You And you don't think? To, and this. now you th- you think probably? I guess Tony, as I'm kind of figuring this out as we go mm-hmm. here, because you guys have already known before we sat down tonight what a real one is. I'm I'm still kind of. Finding my way in the dark on this one. You're feeling um, it out. If he, in fact, is, he probably just knows right away and just answers just yes. And that's it. I mean, he, what, that's, that's, a real one would not be thrown off by being asked that question from what I gather. Correct. If they yeah, take yeah, a second, yeah, yeah.
2: For sure. If they take a second or ask you, am I a real what? Probably not a real Which
0: one. is what I would say. That's perfect. Good. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, if somebody Thanks.
2: says, what do you mean? Not a real one.
0: Yeah, a real not
2: what? a real one you're yeah. gonna you try and explain it to them but i would if they if somebody asks me that if i ask somebody that right and i'm like are you a real one and they're like a real what a real one what do you are you the, a real one yeah in the back of your
1: mind you already know
0: yeah
2: and then you try and let them explain whatever they're gonna explain but you know and you then know. we bring it back on the show and then we debate is this person an actual real one because maybe we can make the case that they are and they just got thrown off right or yeah. if it's something you know people lie you know, they could say that they're a real one, but the evidence could say that otherwise, that they are yeah. not a real one.
0: Is it okay to not be a real one? Is it like, is this a judgment on your, your entire personhood? Or is it uh, like, hey, Jason, you know, we work with him. He's a nice guy, a good friend. Not a real one, but it's okay. Like, he's fine. He's cool. Or no?
2: I think you should it, always strive. No with your face. You should strive to be a real one. You should I should strive total. to be a
0: real one. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, like okay. if you aren't currently, if you're listening to this and you aren't currently a real one based off the very vague definition of a real one that we have given already, you got to question yourself. And then you should strive or maybe ask your relatives or chi- or kids. If you got kids, ask your kids, <laughs> are you a real one as a parent? She's going to a buck. They don't keep it a thou wow or ask a, a, like a, an older, older person. They have no filter. They'll let you know if you're a real one. Oh, or not. no,
1: baby. You're not a real one. Mm-hmm. That's what your grandma yeah. gonna say.
0: There you go. Yes.
1: So e- everybody's it homework. It
0: so lovingly and not so judgmentally, oh, no, like you, baby. You're not a real one, baby. <laughs> that's not your game. No, no, it's not for you. And so that's everybody's. Okay, baby. everybody's, everybody's homework. One? See, I like how you're breaking this yep. to me as this character as grandma. <laughs> as grandma who <right>. us <laughs> grandma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that better. I like that better than no, if you're not a real one. <laughs> hey. eh.
1: Is that yeah, how, uh yeah. our new uh tone does uh Robert uh what's uh Serena Dad's name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Richard, uh Richard uh, Williams. Richard Williams, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the new Richard Williams. Russ, do, do uh grandma uh complimenting Ryan Poles on a successful draft. Oh, baby. You had a nice <laughs> draft. <laughs> oh, He got that nice young boy from Tennessee, Darnell. Darnell, (laughs)
2: yeah.
0: He's a big boy. Big boy. Kyrie Irving did Uncle Drew. We got Grandma Russ. Oh, yeah, go. Oh, yeah, baby. You just really got to like say, oh, and mm-hmm. then say baby at the end. So it's mm-hmm. always going to be nice. It's always going to be, like, reassuring. Well, not necessary. Like, she's going to say negative things, but in a really loving way. So, like, mm-hmm. how is she going to handle it with, like, the White Sox, for example?
1: Oh, no, baby. Yeah, they not good. They not good, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. okay. You don't have a good time at the game. They got Southpaw. <laughs> And pete you get some pizza, baby. <laughs> Park, they, the got, they, got, they got a little piece in the corner, baby. Get you
0: some <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing We're bringing back Grandma Rush. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Head to Hero.co to shop today.
0: Uh, I want to talk about a couple of sports stories with you, Russ. Okay. And and let's keep these interesting because we don't like to bore ourselves in the monotony of real sports stories. One from baseball really quick that I want to talk to you about. I wonder if you saw this. Uh, John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, Mm -hmm. was, yeah, (laughs) this is such a, a minor part of everything. But the Blue Jays and the Yankees were getting into an argument over where the third base coach could stand. Right. Which is right. just, that's just what people hate so much about baseball is the yeah. delay for, for something like that. Yeah. But what I loved was at one point there's film, there's clear, there's video that's so clear on Blue Jays manager, John Schneider's face that the Yankees broadcaster, uh, what's his name? Is it Michael K? Yes. Um, mentioned this and quoted him cause you could read his lips so clearly. He's yelling at somebody on the Yankees during this altercation, shut up fat boy. And so so the New York Post, like as it would, as it does. And part of me is worried about whether it's good for you to read the New York Post. And part of me kind of loves reading the New York Post. But the New York Post is launches an investigation on who he was talking about. The headline on this story from... Uh, Justin Terranova is who is the Yankees quote fat boy that Blue Jays John Schneider screamed at and they're trying to figure out who it would be and the heaviest player on their roster is Aaron Judge and he's not a fat boy no Aaron Judge is not fat but what I love is they deduce over the course of this that one of the likely candidates would be their hitting assistant hitting coach Brad Wilkerson (laughs) um, because he it says uh, Yankees assistant the way they described this Russ is Yankees assistant hitting coach Brad Wilkerson is a little on the heftier side, though did not seem involved with the dispute at hand. but then they include a full like upper body photo of uh of Brad Wilkerson, you know for just just as evidence just so you can consider it. Yeah, does Brad Wilkerson in this photo look like someone that you could have yelled fat boy at him
2: this is this is what baseball needs. Like, we need, we need I love spicy baseball. I tell need, people all the yeah, time. We need to get all these dudes mic'd up. We need, we need to know what's going on. Like, uh, more than any other sport that has continuous action, the sports that lack action, like golf and baseball on a continuous basis, like, we need them, we need people mic'd up so we can hear all the trash.
1: One of my favorite parts about this season was uh, Tim Anderson earlier this year got ejected from a game and he was arguing with the umpires and he just kept going, You soft. You soft. And then one of the umpires come and jump it. I wasn't even talking to you. I was talking to that motherfucker over there. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: fantastic. It's great. I mean, to Tony's point, like when they started doing this in golf with Bryson DeChambeau and live yeah. and all this, that got your attention. You, you yeah. Russ specifically, you were in, you're like, all right. Yeah. I like this. If they're all going to be sniping at each you other, you gotta afterwards. sell me on it though.
1: And the games were really good in that Yankees Blue Jays series. He wasn't just
2: yapping. Like Aaron Judge,
1: I uh, think he homered in every game.
0: Yeah, because he was cheating. Don't do that. Because that's not what <laughs> happened. Cheating. Do that, that pitcher said he was tipping his pitches. That's different than cheating. It,
2: that, different that's that's what the traditionalists would say. I don't care. I'm all here for it. If if you got some information, go ahead. By all means. You still gotta find the track it and and have the strength to get it out. So so I'm oh, I'm super here for it.
0: I'm that's, not that's what I, I'm not co-signing that part. That's what Ozzie Gian was <laughs> saying 20 years ago. He was saying teach kids to cheat in Little League because that's just part of the game. I, Stein stealing ain't cheating,
1: but I don't want to get into that this time.
0: Um, the other sports story that I wanted to talk to you about, and and particularly to get your thoughts on Tony, is the Warriors. The way everything ended with the Warriors, and mm-hmm. them losing to a team that it feels to me like they they should have been able to beat in the Lakers and now them going back and saying, yeah, we never got over Draymond green punching Jordan Poole, Mm -hmm. And that derailed our whole season. That was six months ago or whenever. Um, And, and now, and Steve Kerr saying, Hey, we love Draymond. Like we have a lot of ups and downs with Draymond, but I love Draymond and we're not a championship team next year. If he's not back, which is in reference to Draymond Green having a player option for, I think, $27 or $8 million, which from the outside looks like they, they would it would be a gift to them if he somehow didn't take that. Um, how do you look at the way their season fell apart here, Tone, after winning the championship last year, them tracing it back to the Draymond Green-Jordan Poole incident, and them going forward now where even Bob Myers, their GM, is in question about coming back?
2: Yeah, um, you know, people underestimate it, especially people that aren't familiar with team dynamics. um, There's a certain line that you don't cross, and Draymond crossed it early in the season. Um, He wailed on one of his teammates, uh, and he got out in a public setting. And that is, I knew there's no way that you can come come back from that as a team. Uh especially one of a of a player in Jordan Poole who has importance on that team. He has a lot of or had a lot of importance in their championship run. Um feeling a lot of gaps that Clay and specifically Draymond cannot feel in terms of scoring points outside right. of Steph Curry as an as a independent entity that doesn't necessarily need the wave and gravitational pull of Steph Curry, Jordan Poole is one of the only players on that team that can get his own shot um, and open some things up for everybody else, even on a, a you know a lower level than Steph. So not having him locked in into the, the goal, which you need from everybody, uh, especially because they have a lot of other issues Um, on that team in terms of just roster-wise. They need everybody locked in. And the moment he knocked out Jordan Poole in that practice at the beginning of the season, their season, in my opinion, was done, uh, was over. As much as people like to say, oh, they're professionals, they're, they're still people. They're still human beings. And Jordan Poole was embarrassed on a public stage, on a public platform, and Draymond barely got punished for it. You know he what he got he
0: left one game <laughs> like he he knocked out his teammate. They generally treated it like the embarrassment of all of this going public is punishment enough for Draymond, right. which it Obviously, was not. And on top of that, Draymond gets to talk about it on
2: his podcast, right? So it's I think a lot of things that are afforded to champions and, and should be there in terms of privileges and stuff like that. But there's a a. A a certain level of um, not only professionalism, but camaraderie that you need to win a championship is on a base level. Uh, And when it's not there and you disturb that and it's not adequately uh, uh, addressed by the coach or the organization, you're going to have issues. And those issues showed up um, even with Jordan Poole's play. It looked like that dude did not want to be there. Like, he had like four fouls in the first quarter of like game five or something like that. I'm like, bad. what is he doing? And Some lady really defense, really, too. Right. So, like, if he's, he's, and he's better than that. We've seen him be better than that. So, yes, I think a lot of this was on Draymond. Um, and it's sad because he is a great basketball mind and he's probably going to go to the hall uh, for being a great player. But you got to take the understand, like, when you talk about Draymond, the good and the bad, that bad stuff really impacts their team and has impacted their team. I
0: mean, he got suspended from an NBA Finals game. That is that that's where I was having an issue with him the last couple of years is you can deal with a lot of things. No matter what you're willing to deal with when the guy can't play in some games, important yeah. games because of his decisions. That's where it becomes a real problem. Russ, why are they saying that they want him back? I mean, he played a lot of minutes for them, but we've been looking at this for even probably last year, Russ. To be honest, last season, I, looking at that that contract as uh, kind of problematic for them. An albatross, if you will. His inconsistency, I mean, regardless of the contract, putting giving him that kind of role seems a little bit risky. I mean,
1: I... I think that there is truth in what Steve Kerr said do I think Steve Kerr really means it when he says I don't know if we're a a championship caliber team uh without Draymond Green I actually really do right I also think you can look at their roster and said man a lot of those guys brought a lot of winning to Golden State they're also all getting up there You know, I think Steph still has tons of years of really great basketball ahead of him at 35. His game is built for it. But Klay Thompson did not play like Klay Thompson this run, right? Draymond did not play like Draymond until they brought him off the bench and he looked to be his old self. You even saw some flashes offensively. Jordan Poole didn't play like a guy who just got $90 million over the summer. Like, there were some things that were wrong there, and they need to figure that out. And it ain't going to be cheap because... It's not like those are team options. Those dudes are going to pick up. Draymond is picking up that option. So it's going to hamper what you're able to do in the future. And, and I do think like they're going to have to get
0: creative in how they do things. Your option to get creative on Draymond would be to extend him. That's weirdly enough. Like that is how you'd save money would be instead of one year, 27 million. How about like two years, 40 million or something like that? as he gets up in age. I I mean, in a way, I understand I mean they just won the championship last season, so it's not like they're mm-hmm. really paying a price mm-hmm. for a lot of things. And they were in the second round of the playoffs this year. Um probably a like fringe championship level <laughs> team, roster wise, had everything gone better for them. Um you could look at it like the Blackhawks where they had this great core and, it, like, we cannot let these guys leave. We pay these guys whatever it takes because the window is open now. And you go for it. The Rams did this. Like, just do whatever it takes to compete now. Consequences be be damned. Like, yeah. we'll deal with that when we get there. Um, the Warriors have an opportunity not to go that way because they have some of these young guys. Wiggins is 27. Poole is 23. Looney. Like, they have some younger guys that they could keep this going. But it's going to be really hard to keep that going if Draymond Green is making $28 million and playing 30-something minutes a game for you.
2: Yeah. They have some key decisions to make. Are they going to continue to try and push to revamp the roster because Steph is still playing like he's in his prime? Um, Or do they, you know, switch... And, and, and go young the way they play it takes such a mental focus um and you can tell when that focus is lost when they play because it ends how it ends and and you saw not saying that losing uh, but the how they lost uh it, they play a very high level iq style of basketball and if you're not in tune with what's going on it just looks really sloppy and it looks really bad um so that's why i, I can see why steve kerr is like look, if we don't have Draymond to be that connecting piece on a defensive end and offensive end with his passing, um, with his understanding of the system, he's right. That, how do you feel that void of what he does for them specifically? And it's very specific and very hard to pull off. Um, so I don't know what the Warriors do. I think I can assume and think they're going to try and, you know, bring bring – As many pieces back uh, as they can. Um, But they got to think about trading Jordan Poole and seeing what they can get for for him because I don't know if he's going to be able to come back mentally uh, from what happened to him, you know, last, the start of last season. Yeah. If Draymond is going to be there. Yeah. Right. Especially if Draymond is going to be there. Right. Um, And it's, it's, which is, which is up to
0: Draymond, as Russ pointed out.
2: Right. And if it will be behoove Draymond to, figure out if he can get a long-term deal versus play on the one-year player option. So he doesn't want to play on that one year anyway. So this offseason is going to be very interesting for the Warriors and and their dynasty and their legacy Um, in in terms of the end of it. We all know what they are and what they have been. They're already locked in, but uh, how do do they want to finish this off?
0: They have this option to keep it open. That's what makes all of this interesting. Because usually these things are falling apart, and you see it coming, and you're just wondering how long can... The Patriots or the Blackhawks or whoever had this great run. How long can they just hang on? Mm-hmm. Just keep that window cracked open. These guys have a chance, and it looked like last year, Russ. It looked like last season, like oh man, they're, they're back. Not, they're not yeah. cracking the window. They are. They are ripping that. They are knocking out the window. Right. Like the, their window's going to be open for ten more years if all these young guys are good. Right. So there's there is a lot at stake. This is th- this is still a team that could be a contender for a while.
2: Yeah. If they do it right, they got to really thread the needle cuz I get the enticing the enticingness of man Steph's still playing like he top 5 out here. <laughs> like it's so enticing yeah, to be like man I, like, I cannot shoot. let that go All right All right
1: I put a lot of I think it's 100% on Ja but I look at Adam Silver and the NBA they're culpable because I think they 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 slapped like the him on the minions? wrist. Oh, I see well, that part too. They well, slapped him missed on the a wrist. Lot of time.
0: He missed a lot of time, didn't he? He missed he missed eight
1: seven. Games. He missed eight games. They gave him four for time served. And yeah. they made him go to the rehab uh facility for a week. And then they had him do that bullshit ass interview with Jalen Rose on ESPN. Yes. Yeah. That all those prescripted questions and stuff. And that's no knock to Jalen. Like he was doing what he does. But like uh what the network asked him to do. But it's just like, bro, that's on y'all that's on y'all this is on you because David Stearns David Stern would not have played with this and Adam Silver tried to do the whole hey man you gonna we're gonna get you right below. and and you can see the Grizzlies they're just like bro no. Nah. no nah. we're we're no nah. and I think they're gonna hit him with that half season because now you you thought we were playing with you you thought we were playing And that partly part of that is their fault because, you know, he probably like, damn, I only got eight games. Cool. I'm wilding again. And now now you've embarrassed them. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yep. You made us look like boo boo the fool. Mm -hmm. Now we got to now we got to learn you. What's boo boo the fool?
2: Oh yeah, parents parents will bring that out real fast. And I'm like, oh, Boo-Boo you think I'm boo boo the fool? You think I'm boo boo the fool? It's what a it's a
1: it's it's some it's a community for urban use, dictionary use for okay. Use for uh, you think I'm dumb? You think I'm stupid? <laughs> okay, so it's not like uh, a interchange...
0: character that they're No, there's not to. an actual okay. boo boo fool. Got it. But, Thank you. Okay. okay, now I got it. There you go. I think that uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but John Morant had no prior issues. He had no track record of getting in trouble before the first gun social media incident.
1: Uh before the fir- the club gun, you had the allegations of him beating up a 17-year-old at his house. Okay. You had the incident yeah, the of somebody in right? his crew With the uh, pointing a laser sighted potentially weapon at uh the, the pacer's staff and yeah. then the gun. Okay. And then this. Well, so, there's, like, there's some and all of that, that is within,
0: that. like, six months. Yeah. I The thing is, the thing always comes down to, like, is, it's you see this a lot in college sports. Like, if the guy's good, they want him to play. All these people have a vested interest in him playing. The Grizzlies want him playing. Adam sure. Silver wants him playing. They want him on Friday night ESPN games and whatever. Like, he is a potential moneymaker for them. So they're going to want to let some stuff go in a way that they wouldn't for like a Michael Beasley type character. Right.
1: And um, and like, you know, if they weren't the number one team in the West at the time that all this happened, he would have definitely got a longer, that's what I, I believe
0: that if they were like sub 500 and it didn't matter. Right. Maybe. Yeah. You're probably right. And that's where, yeah, that's where if you believe that that's true and I think that that is a valid suspicion on your part, that's where you could have some criticism of, the league and the Grizzlies. I hear you on that. I'm not, I just like, I don't know what to say about John Morant other than that. This is just really dumb. This is really dumb. This is a guy who was doing dumb stuff and got a chance for that to all go away and like straighten out. And you can, you can, we can forget all of this. You can go back to just being one of these premier stars of the league that everyone wants to put on TV and sell jerseys of and sell shoes. And like, here we go. Yeah. yeah, The season ends, and a week later, this is what you're doing.
2: The best take that I've heard on this came from Bomani Jones. Um, and he's right. A lot of the conversation around this and a lot of the dealings around John ja Morant has been about other people and how they feel and what what they feel would do. Um, even a person like Jalen Rose, right, who uh, feels for Ja, He sees himself in what John Morant was. He's going to explain that he was up to similar risky behavior. The one thing that people aren't doing is looking at Ja, the individual, to figure out what is wrong with him. Like, I'm worried about his life. Like, he is bringing upon himself a certain energy and and a certain element to his life that could possibly end his life like the 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 flippant use of weapons and showing of weapons triggers something negative uh to other people who yeah, it's would gonna, it's love gonna to tri- invite that element bro it's i'm I, and,
1: that's, and that's always been my thing it's just like bro somebody's gonna you everybody's tough till tough shows up and there's somebody that is going to be like, you know what? F John Morant, bro. He not real like that. And mm-hmm. will knock his head off his shoulders. Because the, been... the areas
0: that he hanging out in in Memphis mm-hmm. with these weapons aren't good areas. He, he's a magnet for the wrong type of people right now. Yeah, and and it's, and you know what's
2: funny, too? It's not even the people. His homeboy tried to close the camera. Bro, his John...
1: homie tried to put the camera down after he saw the <laughs> gun. He saw
2: it like, oh, no! This is... Bro. This is this is a unique situation because, in, in no matter what, in, in, in entertainment, in in sports, in just our everyday life, right? Parents would be like, "Don't hang around with the wrong crowd." Like it's always the other people that people tell you not to hang around with that will influence you. It seems like Ja is the people. Ja the wrong is crowd. the person. Yeah, is that's the wrong what Reman said. He was like, "Everybody
1: talk about the wrong wild. crowd.
0: It's him. He's the bad friend." He's yeah. the one that that grandma dorsey would tell you, Grandma Russ would say, Do you don't want to oh, hang out around no, him? Oh, baby. You don't want to hang
1: out with that boy. He hang out with the people with the guns. He <laughs> is the people with the
2: guns. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, like there's so much that goes into and and Russell's absolutely correct. Like, I blame the NBA. I blame corporate America needing John Morant to go out there and play basketball when he's downing Casamigos. Like,
1: bro, he like was guys. a whole <laughs> alcoholic, and they let him get that. Oh, I ain't alcoholic, bro. We watched you drink a fifth of Casamigos <laughs> that takes on the plane. That that takes practice. Only I people I know who do that are alcoholics. <laughs>
2: like, like, there's so many levels to this that the league real if they actually care. If it's family, and I get it, right? He is he's the money three, and he's the breadwinner for their entire family. He has lifted up his entire family, and I get that. But there's those people still need to view him as their jaw, right? Like they still need to address him and talk to him and, and give him proper advice, despite him being the sole breadwinner. If that's what he is for his family, in which he probably is, and if there's a if there's an ultimatum or a choice to be made right. by Jala saying, "Look, y'all can't tell me what to do." because I make the money, I bought your house, I bought, if there, if there's, I'm not saying this is the case, but if there's an ultimatum, you have to do what's best for Jah and say, I don't need your money. I don't need your money. I'm telling you what's right, and if this is going to be an issue, then you don't need to be, you know, taking care of me. And and, and that's what I, I'm, I'm trying to find, who are the people around Jah that doesn't view him as the, as the source of the yeah. source of money, Right. And, and, and just view him as an individual that seems to be, that can't seemingly help himself.
0: Yeah, that's the extreme example of a problem where you have these guys that are just surrounded by a bunch of yes men, a bunch of people that don't want to tell them when they have a bad idea or they're doing the wrong thing. And, Tone, to your point, I don't know what you're protecting if you're trying to protect that money by not telling him the truth because. If he keeps going this way, that money won't be there. Tony, you were doing some more research on Urban Dictionary during the break.
2: Yes, uh, we talked about Boo Boo the Fool uh, and what is being or who what is what is that? For, for your knowledge. And Urban Dictionary, actually another W for Urban Dictionary, um, it's, the definition is something your mom isn't. Yep, yep, yeah. okay, yeah.
0: So there we go. Was this for both of you? Is this something that your a phrase your parents would use? Yes. Okay. I always tell my kids uh, when I, it, 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 similar to that, I always will tell them something like, eh, sorry, you don't have dumber parents. Russ, let's do the news. Next time, please. All right. Um, so an update to start the news. You remember last week we discussed a potential meteorite that crashed through the roof of a New Jersey family's home? Correct. The update is that, yeah, it was a meteorite. Okay. okay. That's it. That's, I don't know what else there really would be to say about it. Other but than yes, it, it was correct uh the scientists at the college of new jersey and i think an expert from rutgers studied it and uh yeah meteorite confirmed got it got it uh jamie fox is a guy that we talk about a lot on here i have not wanted to talk about his situation for the last few weeks his medical situation because really i i'm sure you guys have been following this um the news has been very wild and reckless and all over the place on this. Yes,
1: and I, I honestly, even I wouldn't even call it the news. The rumors have been wild and reckless, and some of the reporting.
0: You're, that's probably a better way to put it. I mean, anything counts as the news these days, I guess. Uh, you're, you're right. The, the spirit of what you're saying is right. I, as a consumer of news and social media, honestly couldn't make heads or tails of it. I. Right. Couldn't really feel like I was reading something that was solid. I kind of do now. There's still some unknowns with this, but his daughter Corinne says that he has been out of the hospital for weeks and is recuperating. Uh, Said he even played some pickleball last week. So that all is promising. Yes, compared to what it sounded,
1: what Um, the things out there were. Yeah.
0: Comparing to all these wild things that you heard. Yeah. uh, TMZ reports that he's doing his rehab in Chicago and Mm -hmm. Fox not Jamie Foxx, but the television network announced that he, that Jamie Foxx and his daughter Corinne will host a new music centric show in 2024. So I, we all appreciate Jamie Foxx. I think we all appreciate uh, various aspects of Jamie Foxx. He's hilarious in yes. addition to being a great singer and performer and all those other things. But um, some really good news, I think as best as I can tell, this is as close as we've seen to credible updates on Jamie Foxx.
2: Maybe the most talented person we've ever seen. Also shout out to Kev on stage who did the research on one of these companies that were saying that uh, Jamie Foxx's family is preparing for the worst and, you know, all these things about you know him and not true things that they were reporting, quote unquote, and finding out that they were all headed by white men, headed by white creatives, um, um talking about things of the black culture and and black news, like that was wild to me. That and I hope you all saw it, and I I, I may put it in here, I may or I may mean, not. We'll talk about this later, but it was a very very interesting understanding of how a lot of um things of the culture goes viral when nobody is has said anything of the culture I thought it was a very very interesting in review point for everybody that's on social media on hey, a lot of things that you see and a lot of things that get uh, uh talked about and reciprocated a lot of things that aren't true are done on purpose I mean this it's like when
1: we joke on here sometimes when you- I'd be like, "Tone, where did you find that?" But that's why I'm like, I don't be I don't appreciate places like Shade Room and, and BSO and all this other places that like th- they're trying to get you to believe something, click something, see something. And then there's all these people that think that, you know, Jamie Foxx was, you know, down and out and family was coming to the hospital to see him for the last time. Like all this
0: ridiculous stuff and it was all like, over the place and you didn't everywhere. Know None of it, Mm -hmm. you were like, okay, it seems true. Like, you didn't know. You just didn't know. That's a terrible place to be. I mean, we're talking about a guy's life, but we are talking about celebrity news in this case. I mean, you don't want to be reading what you think is news and just not knowing whether this is true. That's a dangerous place to be. Russ, in Colorado, a 28-year-old man in Springfield, Colorado, was pulled over for going 52 and a 30 late Saturday night. That'll do it. You, if you get pulled over for going, like, 36 and a 30, you're going to be like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. If you get pulled yeah. over for getting going 52 and a 30, you're going to be like,
2: yeah,
0: I get it. You got me there. I, like, I Nothing I can say, really. Um, the police suspected DUI, and uh, clearly this guy was worried about that. So to avoid arrest for DUI, you know, you can imagine somebody switching places with another passenger in the car and be like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't driving. Mm-hmm. He uh, he switched places with his dog. He was going to try that route. He switched his dog like his actual canine pet dog. Uh, he switches places with his dog. He gets out the passenger door and immediately starts declaring to the police, I wasn't driving. I wasn't driving. Which is like tattling on yourself right there. Because also, like, nobody you, you, asked, nobody said get out of the car. But you you're, you could You also, in that situation, the police can see into the car as you're doing this. And they did. They did see a lot of shuffling in the car. Um, I suspect they would have eventually caught on to the fact that uh, there's a dog in the driver's seat. <laughs> but uh, police said there were, quote, clear signs of intoxication. And when they asked the man if he'd been drinking, he ran away. Uh, I imagine he made it about twenty yards before they caught him, and I'm going to assume that "caught" means tackled in this case. Um, the kicker to this is that there were two other people in the car in the back seat, and they were sober.
1: Wait a minute!
0: All right. Like this guy uh, had other options than driving, and other options than trying to switch places with his dog and see if that worked. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: (laughs) Tone, we have some glizzy news today. Oh, oh yeah. Oscar Mayer is rolling out a new recipe for its hot dogs this summer. I'm not an Oscar Mayer hot dog guy, unless they want to sponsor us, then I'll get on board. I like Hebrew National big quarter pound glizzies.
1: I'm a uh, Vienna, Vienna beef, classic Chicago guy.
0: Can't go wrong there. Uh, they're also changing the name of their Wienermobile to the Frankmobile. That's whack. Uh, Tony wanted it to be Glizzymobile. Mm, that's way better. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> the uh, the Glizzymobile is, uh, or the Frankmobile as it's called now, is um, 23 feet long. Long, long boy. boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, first recipe change in six years for Oscar Mayer. Uh, let, let's hear a little bit about it.
1: And now, Tony Gill
2: Reads. What's up, fellas? Tony Gill with glasses uh, cannot be with us, so you got me. Oh, that's whack.
0: Regular Tony Gill? Some would would assume that you've been the same person this whole time.
2: Uh, Well, I mean, why say that lie?
0: just to see if we're if i'm tracking along you know, what, checking my progress what are you here, rap
2: tv news hmm?
0: yes is <laughs> tony gill with glasses is not a real one correct
2: uh i don't know we should no, next week we, we got to bring he should be our first guest okay. on is he a real one <laughs>
0: okay, no and
2: then after that we can have uh no, we can
0: do much better than that
2: russ russ as a grandma uh to check to see if she's a real one
0: Oh yeah, baby. Grandma,
1: real one
0: for a long time. You can't be doing that during the serious stories. Oh, my bad. You, you can't be. Well, this isn't one of them. This is like a very you, serious we, Glizzy story. No, it's what, not. What, but when you did it during on? the John Morant story, it's like I don't feel like I should be laughing right now, but it's really funny. It was. It was
2: funny. You should have laughed.
0: All right, Tone. Tell us about the new Oscar Mayer recipe.
2: From Oscar Mayer's press release about their new Glizzy recipe. It's a more balanced flavor profile, an iconic beefy taste that is more delicious than ever. While some competitors focus on having strong flavors on a few aromatics like garlic and or onion, our team worked to balance these out while still keeping you strong, while keeping strong beef brothy notes throughout the glizzy.
0: They didn't call it a glizzy in their press release, but I
2: put I, imagine in, they I put
0: it in parentheticals for tone. Got it. Got it. Sounds like a tasty glizzy. Russ, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I imagine
1: Girl. you thought the beefy glizzy was the tasty glizzy.
0: I was going to try to deliver that and just keep going. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm still uh, a child. Uh, finally, Ross, a bizarre police chase in Boone, North Carolina. Police pulled over 34 year old Joshua Russell Minton. Uh, he was later arrested for driving with his license revoked. When they pulled him over, Joshua Minton tried to drive away, tried to flee in his car and it actually worked. He got away. He lost the police at one point, ditched his car and runs into this like undeveloped Land in Boone, North Carolina, like a field or whatever. So he's free at that point, Mm -hmm. like sort of. I mean, I'm sure that they will find a way to catch him, but um, probably didn't expect they would catch him this way. So the field that he runs into and kind of escapes from the police into has cows in it and the cows see a person come into their area. They think they're being fed. So all of the cows start following this guy and lead the police easily to him. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) The police followed the cows to Joshua Minton and arrested him. For more than what he was originally pulled over for, because now you have reckless driving and eluding the police in a vehicle and whatever else. That's the news.
1: Well, gentlemen, I think... uh I think we found some some gems here on this episode of Sports Jason. Episode 115, uh, 115. I yeah. think we dis- we discovered right. some things that will be uh, done going forward on this here pod for the better, including uh, Big City Russ.
0: Well, we didn't Grandma find Russ that. We're going to find it. Eventually. No, we're, we're, we're workshopping. Grandma we have, Russ is here. To stay. Russ is here.
1: <laughs> yeah, here to, stay. here to stay. I don't know how we got there, but we did. Yeah. Um,
0: that's the best way to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been a great unless, episode. Unless you're that, unless you're that guy right. who ended up in jail because he tried to switch places with his dog. If he's sitting there in jail saying, "I don't know how I got here," that's a little more problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we want to
1: make sure everybody out there. We appreciate you guys supporting the pod, sharing on social. Continue to do that. Share the clips on IG and Twitter. Uh, follow the three of us on social. You can get all that info uh, on the screen, but also uh, on our various socials. You can find them. You're probably already following us. If you're not, make sure you do it right now. Make sure you're downloading the pod each week. They drop every Friday. Um, Tony Gill. Is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles for the mm-hmm. softest bedding money can buy. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA and use promo code SPORTS to get 23% off your next purchase. That is the sheet set, that is the duvets, duvet covers, that even includes the mattress. That's a lot of money off of your mattress. We are also brought to you by Bet MGM. It- NBA playoffs are going on right now, and your boy's been betting a lot. And he's been getting a, a lot of wins off the rebounds. The rebound problem okay. is a good one for your boy. Right. Um, You could go on to BetMGM and use promo code ADJACENT1000, that is ADJACENT1000, to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 if you don't win your bet. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Gentlemen, anything for the people before they go home or and they're probably talking- at home or somewhere else.
0: But <laughs> go ahead. when you were talking about betting on the NBA playoffs, I was thinking about LeBron and he said something the other day that I thought was at first glance. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. LeBron talking about we want to shock the world. I don't think you get to shock the world if you're a LeBron James ever, pretty much. But then as it went on, as I thought more about it, I'm like, I I think I am kind of rooting for him for that reason. I think LeBron James has become lovable underdog somehow.
2: That's the funny thing about LeBron is like we actually look at the uh, betting favorites of all his like finals trips. Most of them, he was the underdog. We just don't like to believe that.
0: I also like that. I know. uh, I know we obviously have very different body types, but it's like a guy out there that's my age trying to make this happen still. I like it. I'm kind of rooting for him now.
1: You, sir, do not spend a million dollars on your body each year. Um, this has been a great episode. And for everybody out there, we will catch you
2: next week,
0: whether you're a real one or not.
2: Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
0: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple of hours, I thought I was hood. But
2: then all that happened.
1: I was like, you know what, James?
2: You adjacent to the mother. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading
0: brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.